0: We're so excited to be celebrating this 50th episode together. Welcome to the Barcelona Virtual Podcast on European Marketing and Innovation. To mark the occasion, we've invited a truly inspiring innovator and thought leader today.
1: It truly is a privilege, Sonia. We'll talk with Dr. Rosa Yamas, a European marketing expert with a special focus on the concept of luxury. Usually, how it applies to marketing and consumers. However, in this case, we'll consider what she calls the greatest luxury in a special conversation designed just for our listeners, as founders, entrepreneurs, leaders, and most of all, as human beings.
0: After listening to yesterday's live session, I do believe that this very special edition will impact our listeners. And I do hope they remember to look for the program notes for this episode, which is Season 5, Episode 4. They'll find them on our blog at blog.bvirtual.com.
1: I must say, I'm impressed. Dr. Yarmers is a lecturer in marketing at the Copenhagen Business School, as well as Catalonia's Open University. She also works as a mentor, consultant and has been a visiting scholar at the Stockholm Business School, Hong Kong University, Harvard and ISC Paris.
0: Rosa volunteered with Oxfam in Haiti and the Dominican Republic. And in Africa, was an advisor to the University of Cabo Verde.
1: Correct. Dr. Yamas is also editor and co-author of the Rutledge Handbook of Digital Consumption, now in its second edition.
0: Well, guys, with such an outstanding CV, one might expect her to be quite formal, even somewhat stiff. Yet, as you will hear in this live session, Rosa is engaging, fun, and very human. And she very freely shares relevant insights on a personal level. Having listened to the first audio cut, I found some fresh ideas I really think will enhance my own life.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. I I appreciate this feedback. As a matter of fact, I'm very happy to hear that the positive energy from the talk with Rosa seemed to have jumped right over to you as you listened to the recording uh, this morning. In light of this episode's intriguing title, The Greatest Luxury, perhaps it's time for Rosa to share her secret.
0: The following content is brought to you by the BV Innovation Lab. Voice services, AI, virtual reality, and neuromarketing are only a few of the ways we help you innovate in a safe space. To learn more, go to lab.bvirtual.com. That's lab.bvirtual.com. At the BV Innovation Lab, we bring you the future. Today.
1: Rosa, welcome. It is a real pleasure to have you here with us in Barcelona in the BB studio.
2: Thank you so much, Paul, for inviting me. I really feel honored to be part of your golden episode. Number fifty. Wow, congratulations.
1: Well, you know, you're you're starting to sound a bit Eurovision. We just had Eurovision, so uh, I guess you giving us. points, <laughs> twelve points. Uh, it has been it has been an adventure. It's been even a luxury. And um, well, since that's kind of the name of this episode fifty, um, and you we now have this uh, teaser. Well, I think it's time that we reveal your secret. What is the greatest luxury? Uh, what what would be your definition of uh, luxury?
2: I've been doing a lot of reflection and introspection on this topic. So my personal idea of luxury is about freedom, living a life without limitations of any kind. It's also about true and deep connections and about making a difference. All this makes, in my view, a meaningful and fulfilling life. And that's the ultimate luxury for me.
1: Well, I, I fully agree, and uh, perhaps it could be even summed up uh, in in a holistic way, you know, as a sense of well being, continual well being. But when I think of the hectic, frenetic lives of business people, I know, and I'm one of them, you know, um, how does that apply? How can we live that out in, as business people?
2: Uh, as you said, I like to think of it in in a holistic way, in terms of mind, body, and soul. So uh, let's start with the body. Giving your body real nourishment means not only practicing good nutrition, but also having proper rest, meaning enough sleep, but also time to just be. This is a challenge in a society focused on doing and having instead of being. It seems that doing nothing has a bad reputation, but we need to stop, pause, be be in the present moment and not always in the go-go mode.
1: The go-go mode, yeah. It's just like what well, we say in Spanish, corre, corre, you know, run, run. And and I think uh, in any language that it is understandable for a lot of our listeners here or if you're watching this video. And my colleague here on the voice team, um, Gary, she puts it this way and she likes to say this saying. She says, I want to remind us all we're human beings, and we're not human doings and uh but uh you know when we were looking at uh, the script this morning uh George said that he really truly hoped that we remembered that this is a, a business podcast and it's not a like a session of kumbaya and everybody you know <laughs> floating on clouds and everything so uh you know uh, the, I think that the advice of Kerry would be for us to continue this conversation from this point on but as much in in as a a very practical way, as much of a practical, pragmatic way we can.
2: Okay, so let's do that. Especially in business, we often take health for granted. We are all so busy. We really don't give it a lot of thought. However, good health is not automatic. And in my opinion, caring for the body is a clear investment. For example, Taking supplements can be done from a place of wellness, meaning contributing to your health. Or it can be done from the perspective of illness, trying to fix something. So in the end, taking care of our body and health is a matter of self-respect, or at least this is how I see it.
1: Mm. I like what you just said about uh, it being an investment. That's a, a good business term, you know. And, um, but when I think also, uh, getting back to what I said a moment ago about the reality, how can we live it out? I think a lot of us as, uh, leaders, as CEOs, CMOs, all type, all types of leaders, uh, at the end of the day or at the end of the week, especially that crash on Friday, we have a sense of a total lack of energy. Um, we're worried about being sharp. Uh, so, um, this is kind of a, a trick question, a surprise, spontaneous question. But if you were to, to name three vitamins, um that are easily uh, accessible you know on the chemists and the pharmacy um that might help uh, a typical business person um which would those be or a mineral salt also whatever you think is uh relevant here
2: I would say um uh, two vitamins and one mineral and uh, vitamin C uh, it's really basic for our health as well as vitamin D and usually we don't have enough of this in our diet. And then I could add uh, zinc, which is a mineral, and it has really a huge impact on our immune system. And having a really uh, healthy immune system means having a lot of energy and being able to deal with this hectic, hectic uh, lifestyle. So these are... My recommendations, yeah.
1: Okay, well, guess what? I I take some of those already, so that must be why things are uh, working out pretty well lately. (laughs) I'm feeling (laughs) peppy. So, uh, okay, well, let's move on to the next segment, and we will see you there. See you there. You know, Rosa, a lot lot of people uh, are such fitness freaks and vitamin freaks or, you know, I don't know if there's a term for that. But uh, what I find very intriguing as we move on now is when we think about the luxury of well-being in terms of the mind. Um, Tell us more about that.
2: Um, You know, in this case, it's about constant learning and giving nutrients to the mind. Just like we care for our body, we also feed our mind. We feed it with ideas, news, assumptions, and everything we believe. Some people consume and accept information without questioning, and in my view, critical thinking is a key aspect nowadays. For example, when I'm teaching, I like it when my students question the ideas that I'm sharing. That's that's what makes for a good discussion.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting a little revolutionary here because it seems that a healthy debate is uh, not always welcome in today's societies, but that would be a topic for another episode. And, but I, I love that you do that. You stimulate that debate, and that, of course, is good for the mind. Uh, what else can we do to eat healthily in terms of uh, our thoughts, our mind, our, our well-being, in that sphere of our lives?
0: Well,
2: uh, being mindful and selective with what we choose to put in our mind really pays off. Our thoughts can be a waste or an investment. Judging, criticizing, gossiping, all this is junk food for the mind. But not only about others, also about ourselves. Sometimes we are really tough with our ourselves in our inner conversations, and we need to stop that inner critic. Having a good mental diet is crucial.
1: Yeah, and um, uh, I don't know if the people who are listening to us, uh, you were out there listening, uh, find this uh, something that's relevant to your own life, but I think that many of us as leaders, CEOs founders, entrepreneurs, we we are pretty hard driven and we are tough with ourselves, as you're just saying, uh, you know, Rosa. Um, so thank you for that. Um, I, I think we need to be aware of that. And in terms of big ideas, because innovation is all about big ideas, I, I wanted to, to uh, quote uh, a great thinker of the 20th century, which was Eleanor Roosevelt. And she has a quote that I've always loved. Um, and I'll have to Zoom in on my uh, notes here, just to make sure I I say it correctly. She said, great minds, great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events and small minds discuss people. Kind of like some of these um, garbage TV talk shows that we have here in Europe, uh, probably, you know, in the U.S. around the world. Uh, What would you say about what uh, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, said
2: uh, you know, Paul, I love this quote, and I see the mind as a garden. Uh, we decide what kind of seeds we want to plant. Whatever we cultivate will grow, and it is totally our choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. I like, I like that metaphor of a garden, and also about the freedom to decide what we put in to the Mm -hmm. garden, the seeds that we're putting in and and the crops that we wish to then harvest. Um, You know, uh, my sister who uh, lives in London, she always jokes about the concept of quote wars on social media, Mm -hmm. like, you know, my quote is better than your quote. I don't want to be starting a quote war here, but we just talked about Eleanor Roosevelt. What you just said about creating a garden with luscious, wonderful ingredients makes me think of Paul of Tarsus. And there's also a very famous quote, perhaps some of our listeners and viewers will remember this. So maybe uh, we can end this segment uh, on on this note. He said, uh, whatever is true and whatever is noble, whatever is right, uh, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things.
2: Totally. I love it. And I absolutely agree with it.
1: So, you know, I'm uh, really enjoying this uh, voyage through these three areas of body, mind and spirit or soul, as many say, and um, the topic at hand, uh, I'll just remind everyone, if you're tuning in right now in the middle, is uh, we're talking about the greatest luxury for all people and also for us as um, high achieving business people, uh, which is well-being in our lives. And uh, since we were just talking uh, in regards to how to feed our mind quite well. I think there's a a real egregious problem in society today, which is mental health. And we're seeing a lot of bad things happen based on the fact that I think what we're seeing are the results of mental malnutrition. Um, So do you think uh, that diet, uh, this malnutrition is a big part of the problem or is it something else?
2: Um, Yeah, it is all connected. Nowadays, Mm. the stress and anxiety have become part of our normality. And we are used to having a nervous system, which is out of whack. And this is related to the hassle, which seems uh, commonplace these days. A person who has a regulated nervous system will respond from a state of calm and confidence to whatever situation he or she faces in life. So this is a key aspect when we talk about leadership in the business world, because leaders need to respond from a place of confidence and calm, even in a chaotic or challenging situation.
1: Indeed, so true. And I think a lot of us will agree with that. Um, That said, you know, uh, you're making me think about the fact that we put the term best practices to everything for digital marketing, for e-commerce, for AI. Uh, can you think of any best practices that we can um, apply uh, all of our listeners uh, in terms of um, having uh, creating that calm state, having a well-regulated, um, stable nervous system? Because uh, it's key.
2: Yes, certainly. Uh, my favorite ones are meditation and breath work. And they are both very useful in this regard. This is why... It is said that you should meditate for one hour a day, unless you are very busy. In that case, you should meditate for two hours a day. And, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, I often hear people saying, I will meditate when I have time. But this is like saying, I will go to the gym when I'm fit. So
1: so it true. Mm-hmm. Really, uh-huh. So true. Well, and when you are talking about breath work, you mean like breathing exercises, I suppose, that type of thing.
2: Yes, exactly. There are different types uh, that everyone can try, very simple, and this can be part of our daily routine. And they have an instant effect of the way you feel.
1: Okay, cool. Because I'm really bad at making bread. And if you were talking about bread work, that would be a different thing, but... You know, I'm it, what we're talking about now makes me think of my friend George here on the voice team. And he's so really kind of black and white. And he would just jump right now and say, look, um talking about meditation to any business person makes you think of somebody in a turban sitting in a lotus position. It's <laughs> kind of a dangerous term. And, and I don't want anybody who is tuning in here or listening, following us to disconnect. So uh, what you know. <laughs> How can we make sure that that doesn't happen?
2: Okay, yes, I totally understand your point. So let me bring this down to earth. And we can call it something else if you wish. For example, mindfulness, reflection, prayer, concentration, being aware of your thoughts. The key point is that these practices help us to relax and shut off the mind. It is then that we get creative ideas and solutions to real business problems.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, I told my staff this too, I get some of my best ideas, even for this podcast and things we talk about in the shower. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have a business friend here in Barcelona. He loves to run, uh, mornings, evenings. That's kind of his flow in that regard. And, uh, one thing that I've been noticing in business travel is that if you have to have a layover and you're in an airport where the air is not so good always and it's hot, I'm seeing a lot of inner courtyards where, you know, uh, travelers can go out, get into the fresh air, look up at the sky, kind of have one of those moments, you know. Um, that's kind of, could we, um, classify that uh, along the same lines of what you're saying? Is that a, a type of modern day meditation? Uh, Certainly, if I'm looking up at the sky in an airport and I'm getting out of that artificial air, I can take a couple of deep breaths. That might be a good idea to kind of practice what we're exploring here. Totally.
2: Meditation can become a lifestyle and we can get into a calm state while performing many different activities. Actually, my favorite type of meditation is moving meditation. Uh Like you said, while running or while dancing, I get... The best ideas and uh, yes, for my writing or for everything. And same happens when when you do these brain exercises. This can become part of our daily routine, just like brushing our teeth. It's basically a matter of habits and priorities that make a difference in the long term.
1: Hmm. Well, let me say one thing. Thank God, because <laughs> when sometimes they talk about these things. I think about what Michael Jackson used to do to uh, relax, which was put himself on a floating tank for hours. And I'm a little claustrophobic sometimes. And uh, so I'm glad that um, you're telling us things that we can really kind of apply right away. If it's like brushing our teeth, well, I brush my teeth every day. You know, I take showers, get great ideas, you know. <laughs> But So, I mean, what do you think, just kind of ending uh, this segment about things like uh, people get into tanks and stuff, do we need to do that? Uh, what was that all about?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, these uh, sensory deprivation tanks gained popularity in the 70s, actually in order to foster creativity among artists. Um, these tanks allow you to totally close off the external world and go deep inside. So it it is a simple method to totally uh, shut off all your senses. This can be uncharted territory for some people, but uh, this experience can bring interesting insights and creative ideas to the surface. And it is really great for problem solving. But, of course, we don't need to do this. There are many other ways. And I think everyone can, help, can find their own way to relax and calm and go deep
1: inside. So, Rosa, I, I, I just couldn't resist, you know. <laughs> uh, this is my form of meditation. Her name is Frankie. And not, not only is she my daughter, as we say today, but she's also the official uh, pup here at uh, Barcelona Virtual. and, uh, you know, kind of the mascot of the studio. So she wanted to say hello. And uh, so (laughs) 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 she probably didn't like that. I don't think I can do this either, but let me, I'll try to get her more involved in the podcast.
2: Hello, Frankie.
1: She seems to like it, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, we'll move on. But as you see, you know, uh, one thing I, I've often thought and and also said to my staff is, being a, a successful business person doesn't mean you need to be really boring. You know, you can <laughs> laugh actually. So exactly. Um and yeah and and this brings us to the final part of our journey here, thinking about the greatest luxury. You know, when we look at those uh, conferences, uh, schedules, planes, trains, and Automobiles and sometimes we're uh, arriving back home very late and and very tired, just shattered, as uh, the Brits would say. And I think a lot of us feel this longing for more. So a- as we uh, have a soft landing here, uh, no one should get afraid. We're not going to get too heavy, deep and real. But let's talk about the soul. You know, things like meaning, spirituality, uh, perhaps even you know, legacy. Some of us who are a little older, we start thinking about what we're going to leave behind. What do you think about all this? What would you like to share?
2: You know, Paul, uh, we are often too focused on the physical world and too busy crossing off things of our total lists. So sometimes we forget that we are actually spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. We go through life in a robotic mode and eventually we may lose ourselves. We call this an existential crisis, but I think it is actually a crisis of meaning. As we slow down, we become more aware of who we are and get a glimpse of the meaning of life.
1: You know, uh, what you just said made me think of a very famous song by Sting when he was with the police in the 1980s. Uh, And uh, I, I think if I remember correctly, that was the title of the song, We Are Spirits in the material world. Uh, yeah, I think we do need to slow down, but it's so difficult, uh, don't you think? It's such a face, fast-paced society.
2: Yes, I totally agree. It is a challenge. A friend of mine who is a businessman told me something recently that got stuck in my mind, and I would like to share it here. He said, I don't need a vacation. I need a sabbatical. And uh, this is a strong statement in my view. But we always have a choice. Downshifting or voluntary simplicity are a movement which which has been gaining traction during the last years. It aims at breaking the cycle of overworking and overconsuming fostered by the, consum- the consumer society. And um, it proposes a balanced lifestyle that it is externally simple and internally enriching.
1: Okay, I get you. But uh, when we talked about the body, there's really uh, clear things I can do. It's uh, the vitamins, the vitamins, the minerals, the exercise. When we talked about the mind, obviously uh, education, constant learning is key and very doable, especially in this information age. But what is, you know, a lot of us look for formulas and... uh, there are people on my staff here at the at the um, on the voice team who would say, "Well, I, I need a formula. What's a formula for a, a CEO, CMO, CFO, CTO, and all the other O people <laughs> that we are? What What is the formula for an enriching life?"
2: Okay. Well, I big, think
1: big question, big question, big question.
2: It is a big question, so I will try to give uh, some ideas. Um, I think that. Many of us know people in the business world who are great achievers, but deep inside, they feel a sense of emptiness. So cultivating a mindful lifestyle, making room for the practices we've mentioned before, stopping to smell the roses, getting in touch with nature and with our own nature, and making a difference. All these are key ingredients of a fulfilling life. And the end result of living this way is experiencing what the ancient Greeks called eudaimonia, a deep sense of contentment and satisfaction with life.
1: Mm. I always love it when the ancient world is mentioned, you know, the Mm -hmm. great thinkers because uh, you know we're just going too fast, and we're also superficial. So often, um, does that link to this concept of legacy? I mean, if if I have such a fulfilled life, unless I'm very egotistical, uh, I think a lot of us, when we have that sense of bliss or fulfillment and a deep sense of contentedness, we also wish to share it with the people around us, our loved ones, and even with the whole world. Uh, so does that link into legacy somehow?
0: Totally.
2: I do believe that a meaningful life involves sharing and making a difference. And again, this is lifestyle because it can be part of our everyday life. Making a positive impact on the life of others is a true privilege. And we can do this in many ways. One of them is just being an example, living an authentic life, having high values and standards, living with the heart, and inspiring others. In the end, the way we live life and all the lives we touch along the way, I think this is our legacy.
1: Well, if anybody is very observant, they'll be noticing that uh, it must be getting close to lunchtime because we're doing a lot of talking about planting seeds, harvesting (laughs) great ingredients, And I'm feeling quite well fed, even though my stomach is growling, I'll have to admit. But um, I would call this conversation good soul food.
2: Yeah, exactly. I actually usually use the expression candy for the soul. So, yeah, along the same lines, I like that. And, you know, in the end, it's about uh, high quality food in a wide sense for the body, the mind and for the spirit. And making this a priority in our busy lives, because it pays off in the long term. And uh, just to wrap up our conversation, let me add one more analogy. I see life as a potluck party, where everyone brings something valuable to the table. And we all share it and enjoy it together.
1: Mm. I know you were last year, I think you were in Greece, and uh, that, that may have had an effect on you. But I love, and the potluck, of course, is an American Indian idea of the community coming together. And uh, as a result of this chat with you, uh, I do hope uh, that you who are listening feel that you're part of this table. I look at this table and I see it's full. I see smiles all around. And uh, I think that the potluck um, meals that people have brought are starting to smell wonderful. (laughs) So without further ado, thanks again, uh, Rosa, and bon appétit.
2: Remember to check out our other flash briefings in the podcast section of our blog. Many of the episodes include very interesting chats with European innovators and entrepreneurs. Till then, goodbye from Spain. This flash briefing is brought to you by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B together with virtual.com. That's
0: bvirtual.com.